Hey, hey, what's up, guys? It's Jordan with the Laundromat Resource Podcast. This is show number 44, and I'm pumped that you're here today because today we have a power couple on the show. And Brian and Melissa Ram are, they're just inspiring. I don't know, man. They are just doing it, and they're doing it right. They have five laundromats right now. They're looking to maybe build a new one. And we're going to get into all of those uh, laundromats and talk about their incredible journey. So, you know, whether you're an owner now or if you are looking to buy one, and in particular, if you are someone who's had trouble getting started, maybe you've been researching laundromats for a long time and you just haven't pulled the trigger yet, this one might be inspiring for you because these guys just made it happen and they made it happen all real fast. Definitely action-based. Super fun episode. These guys are awesome. I know you're going to love it and get a lot of ton, a lot of ton, a ton of great stuff out of it. So uh, before we get into it, I just want to say, man, the forums are going like crazy right now. Um, all the forums that we have going on over there, commercial real estate, financing, laundromat forums, the new member introductions, the repairs forums. We have all those forums over at laundromatresource.com slash forums. Go get involved over there. Uh, people are interacting, they're learning, they're growing. And most importantly, they're getting to know each other. So don't miss that boat. Go get to know some other people in the industry over there, connect, learn, grow, and man, let's all get places together. I love it. Love to see it happening. So fun. Um, hey, if you are someone who's interested in maybe taking a little more passive approach in laundromats and or in commercial real estate, make sure you go check out Diligence Capital Investments. We're putting together right now a couple of package deals to see if maybe these might be good fits. And if you're interested in maybe being a part of what we're doing, I got a team of us that are going out and we're going to find some laundromats or spaces to build laundromats. And um, it, I, man, it's just an all-star team and it's going to be awesome. So if that's something you're interested, diligencecapitalinvestments.com, the link to this and everything else we talk about today will be at laundromatresource.com slash show 44. Um, so make sure you check that out. And I was going to say something else and I can't remember what it was. Oh, make sure... Uh, Every week on Thursdays, we got webinars going. Um, if you're catching this right when it comes out within a day or two, um, this week we're talking about how to analyze a laundromat deal. So go sign up for that webinar. It's free. We'll have a different webinar every week. Well, we'll cycle through some different webinars, but every week we'll have a webinar. They're free and I just love Love, love. If you'd come join us over there, just go to laundromatresource.com. The sign up form will be at the top of that page. Just sign up there and you will receive instructions into your mail inbox. Come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to a quick marketing quick tip and then we'll jump into it with Brian and Melissa Ram. Hey guys, what's up? John here with Laundromat Resource Marketing with your marketing tip of the week. Your tip is this, do not pay for advertisement that does not give you data. Your data is just as valuable as acquiring new customers. So when you're running a campaign with some flyers, um, make sure you put a coupon code on that. Um, a coupon, coupon code, something that you can use to track the effectiveness of that campaign. Um, if you're advertising online with like Facebook or Google or anything like that, make sure you get that data associated with your campaign and you can see how effective that was. 
Um, and, and lastly, and maybe most importantly, use the data to refine your process for advertising. As you keep refining it, your return on investment will only go up and up as you figure out what is most effective for your customers. Uh, if you guys need any help with any of this, contact Jordan and I through laundromatresource.com slash get online. Brian and Melissa, how is it going? Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Oh man, I am super excited about this. I think we connected on Instagram. Is that right? Instagram, Instagram. I think I follow you and you follow us. And yeah, Instagram friends. One big happy family. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, hey, I am excited. We we chatted a little bit right before we hit the record button. And I'm like super intrigued by your guys' story and all that. I want to hear all about it. But before we kind of get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about you guys, who you are, where you're located, and then we'll get into how you got into this business. All right. You going? Right. You want me to go? I mean, it, the laundromats are her idea to begin with. So mm, it's fitting for her to start then. Absolutely. Right. So kind of how we got here was um, Brian was actually in radio. He was a morning show, a local morning show. Um, he was kind of getting tired of what he was doing. We were looking for something. He was looking for something new. And I was a stay-at-home mom. We have three children that are almost grown. Um, well, my last one's going to be 18. So I was kind of just looking online, like, you know, highest return on your money for you know, what we could do. And it was laundromats and car washes. And, and storage and units. Storage units. Yeah. So I had never stepped foot in a laundromat before. And I saw that one was for sale in town. So I was like, let's just go, you know, check it out. So that was... It, we walked through it and I was like, all right. I was like, we can, I can do this. We can do this. Made an offer on it, I think the next day and, and closed on it a month later. And then a few months later, we bought two more and he left his job. And this is our full time, this is our full time gig. Full time thing. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay. Time out here. Wait a second. <laughs> we just need to slow down a second because holy cow, that's crazy. Um, all right. So let's back it up for a second. First of all, where are you guys located? We're uh, based out of Waterford, Connecticut, in the southeastern section of Connecticut. Um, we have stores uh, in eastern Connecticut. Four of our stores are. And our fifth store is in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. So you're pretty much as far away from me as you can get while still being... Yes. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> Was that on purpose? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Found out where you were. We were like competitors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, that's cool. Oh, you guys are getting blasted right now, right? You guys have, we're getting snow. Yeah. Snow and ice and, and it's, you know, the one good thing about laundromats is everyone's laundry eventually needs to be done. So if you have a bad day because of the snow, like we were slammed yesterday and we'll be slammed. This storm storms would be like two days. So we'll be slammed on Saturday. So it all evens out, you know, but it just sucks. Yeah. Day, yeah. Day by day, you know, yeah. it could be up or down. I, I mean, I know how it feels. Cause like yesterday it was like 65 and now it's in the seventies. So oh, for you, it's like right. Pretty, <laughs> it's been nice talking to you. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I always got to get a little digging on the, on you beast coasters over there. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I was pumped up to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I see how this is yeah. going to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. So you were in radio. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was in radio. I started when I was like 14 years old and um, I'm 19 now. And <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was in radio for over 20, 
forever 25 years 26 years yeah and uh i was just my time was up i was good you know i did my thing and got into an executive role the company i was with and then i was just talking about you know i think we need to move on to the next chapter and melissa at dinner one night says you know uh let's i looked at this laundromat deal you know let's i think we should check this out and um and there was two for sale one the town over and one in our town and the, the owner was retiring. He owned both stores. Um, the gentleman that we, we bought our store from um, and we bought the Waterford location. And like Melissa said, we walked in, we met him. It was, I think it was like Thanksgiving Eve. I think, I think we spent Friendsgiving with this guy. Yeah, and, uh, we did. We did. <laughs> and, and we, we went, well, the funny, we went into the store and customer, they closed early. Customers were knocking on the door to come in. He's like, no, we're closed. You know, come back Saturday or whatever. So um, we met with them and, and then I, we put an offer in, I think on Thanksgiving day or the day after it was pretty quick. I mean, we, we just jumped right in and, 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 you know, we've always wanted to work for ourselves. We've always wanted to have our own thing. I was, you know, I was working for someone and, you know, making them money. I mean, and, and I've, I've been of our, of our own to grow. And we did it. So we just jumped right in. And I think a lot of people get, and I know I did, I got to like 75% on, oh, we should do this. And oh, we should do this. <laughs> Sorry about the dogs. Um, you know, I, I got to 75%, but never made the leap. And just finally, we just, she was in, I was in, and we did it. And we haven't looked back since. Well, we did the one store and then I ran it for a couple months and we just saw it was increasing and I was working a lot of hours, but I was able to grow the business in a couple months because he was such a poor owner. Because you left the doors open. You didn't tell he people locked the knocking. place up and didn't let, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. let yeah. Yeah. in. No way. Come back in a few days. <laughs> he was done. He owned stores for 20 years. You know, nice enough guy, but he just let him kind of go on autopilot the last couple of years. And he was letting the staff run them and decide when it should be open and closed. And they were just closing at three o'clock in the afternoon for you know, no rhyme, no reason. You know, oh, you're watching full orders, hundred pounds. No, we can't do that. You know, just that kind of stuff, you know? And so we turned that, Melissa turned that around fast, you know, the wash and fold and, and with, you know, providing a good service and great customer service. And we cleaned the store up and it was a nicely built store. Um, it, was it was dirty, you know, it needed a nice, it needed some sprucing up. Um, the guy that we bought it from was an engineer. So it was designed really well. It was built out really well. Um, it just needed to, you know, it was 15 years old and it was starting to show it's, it's wear. So we cleaned it up really good and, and um, owned that for five months, four months, and then bought a small unattended store about 10 miles away. And two weeks later, we closed on our third store. <laughs> All right. So these deals, these deals kind of fell into our lap. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. We'll get there. Hold on. Okay. You're, All right. you're, you're skipping a lot of stuff here. Uh, Cause you're moving at the speed that you bought these laundromats right now, <laughs> which yeah, is, just, we've been known to kind of just tick through things very quickly and <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it, just to back up a tiny bit, you mentioned you were kind of considering laundromats, car washes, storage units, what what made you land on laundromats out of curiosity? Um, well, one thing was the price. Laundromats, you could we could get really good deals on those car washes in the area were over a million dollars. So it would have been one car wash and or multiple laundromats. Or, or multiple laundromats. Mm -hmm. 
Um, after going in the laundromat, I saw that it was something that I could do and I could see right away all the potential and the things that I knew how to do. And even though I actually was always a stay at home mom, um, I managed our household like a business. My sister used to always say, I've never seen anybody manage a household like a business. She like- did wash dry fall for 18 years before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? She wasn't getting paid for it. She wasn't getting paid for it. Right. If so, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. If she's getting because we'd be in Florida right now. Yeah. <laughs> or Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So price point was a big differentiator for you between car washes. I'm assuming storage units, probably similar story, higher price point. And laundromats you felt like was a little bit more manageable. Maybe you had a little more experience with it and you, you just felt like you could get into you that a little bit less cap, cap, capital and handle it. Yeah. And I, when I, when we first, because we met in high school, well, we met before high school, but we started dating in high school. I worked for her family and um, they operated nursing homes. And I used to take care of the laundry equipment when I was a kid. So, you know, I had some knowledge of the mechanical aspects of the laundry equipment. But then when I left that job and went into radio, I'm like, eh, I'll never need that again. <laughs> And then, last words. <laughs> right. And then we bought this store and the distributor was the same as, as you know, the, the nursing home equipment, the guy, the salesman was the same. The machines were almost the same. So that's crazy. You, know, you never know when you'll need that knowledge again. Yeah. So it all kind of worked out. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then you, you basically pulled the trigger real fast. What was it about this first one that made you say, okay, let's jump. You know, if you've been considering kind of doing something for a while and you hadn't done it yet, what pushed you over the edge? Cause it sounded like you went over the edge real quick. Yeah, it was, just, pre- it was pretty much a, his boss was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that. It was out. time. You know what? It was time. It was time to make a move. And, and I don't know. I, it just, it felt right. It, you been, know? it, it had felt, been a long time coming. It was just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this deal kind of felt right. You know, it was something that we could afford and, and something we felt that we could improve. And uh, everybody yeah. thought we were crazy. Everyone thought we were crazy. And uh, you're doing what? Yeah. They'll yeah. still say that. Yeah, they do. How did, what? 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 Why? Like, why? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we, we, we made the jump. And like I said earlier, a lot of people get to that point and then they just don't pull the trigger on it, you know, yeah. and they go back to their nine to five, hate their job, hate their boss, you know, and, and, and wish that they did something, you know, and, and, so many times we got to that point and didn't do anything. I felt like, all right, we're going to, you know, this is it. Our fam- so. My family's full of entrepreneurs. So my grandfather used to always say, most people, they have the potential to be their own boss, but they just won't take the leap of faith and try. And if you never try, then you're always just going to be held by someone else. You'll never, yeah, you know, yeah. You'll, just, you'll never work for yourself. If you won't take that leap of faith and just try. I, can't tell you how many people I do coaching calls with who have a similar story where they've said, you know, for years I've been thinking about buying a laundromat and they have not pulled the trigger. And I I don't know, just out of curiosity, do you guys have any advice for someone 
in that situation? Because I know that there are people like that listening right now. You're your own worst enemy. You're your own worst enemy. You know, because in your head, you're like, what if I fail? What if, you know, what if it doesn't do well? What if the customers don't come? You know, and what if, what if, what if? You won't know unless you try, you know? And that's, that was our big thing is we kept my other job for for five months after we bought the first store. But then as we saw how quickly we could, we, we grew and, and I say we, but it was mainly Melissa in the beginning because I uh, had my other job. Um, it took off. We said, okay, this is, we can make this work. And then that's how we, we had a, an owner of another store approach us just three months into our first store and say, Hey, you know, I have a store for sale. Um, no, would you guys want to buy you, it? You guys want to buy it? He came into our store. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of like the reverse of most deals. You hear people walking in saying, I want to buy your store. You know, um, this guy came in and was set, trying to sell us on this underperforming store. Um, so um, we got together. Uh, I, I actually talked to him on the phone. Melissa was at the, the laundromat when he came in. I called him that night. I said, how much do you want? He said, X, Y, Z. I said, how about this number? And he said, okay. okay. <laughs> and I said, how much do you want for rent? And he said, a number. And I said, that sounds reasonable. I said, I'll write a letter of intent right now. I'll print it out, sign it. I'll write over a memorandum of understanding for the lease. And because uh, he owns, the, he's my landlord. And they live like five miles from us. So we went to their house and met them, signed the paperwork. <laughs> And we sent it off to our attorneys the next day. And, and that was the, the second laundromat. And that store has been um, our highest profiting store um, that we, and we almost didn't buy it. He actually came back to us twice because we weren't sure the first time it seemed a little shady. And uh, he came back a second time to try to sell us the store. And um, he really just didn't know what he had. He didn't know what he had. And uh um yeah so that's how that second deal came together okay so he man you guys are awesome i love this okay so he i'll just wait till the next door the next door we just force gump through life (laughs) (laughs) i don't know work for him it's working for you i guess uh okay so he comes to you and says hey buy my store why is he why was he trying to sell a store He's, he was in his late seventies. He didn't want to sell it, but his wife's like, listen, I want to, I want to go to Greece every year. Uh, they go for a month every summer and, and they have a lot of rental properties. They own you know, a lot of apartments behind the store. And it was just, you know, and, and a lot of people quickly find out, we can talk about this at some point, quickly find out it's not just about collecting coins and, you know, and going in and maybe wiping off the tops of machines. I mean, this is our full-time job. We have five stores. We take it seriously. This is our livelihood. Um, it's more than just that, you know, I get a lot of people that, that we know that will say, Oh, you just go in and collect coins once a week. Yeah. That's all I do. Yep. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, no, I just got off the phone with somebody said, there's a fire in your laundromat at six <laughs> o'clock on a Saturday morning. You know, it, it, he, that's a true story, by the way. Right. True story. Well, we can get to that too, if you want. Yeah. But he, um, you know, he, it was just time for him to retire. And now he just collects the rent check. I mean, he did the ultimate deal. He built the plaza. He has a restaurant on one side. We're in the other. He owned the laundromat, built it out. And then he does the business and he gets the rent. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone's happy. Um, and the store was underperforming, way underperforming. And, and 
we aggressively um, marketed it, um, had new, newer equipment in it. Um, he bought all top of the line stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it was, a, is a well-equipped store. It just needed uh, some zhuzhing. Okay. Yeah. Zhuzhing. Yeah. And, uh, and some marketing and we made it 24 hours and um, it's, it's, it, it's located in between two of the largest independent casinos in the world. Oh, that each employ about. And he didn't 80, capitalize on that at all. They each employ, you know, eighty five hundred people. A lot of them are renters. So, and they work weird schedules. So, he felt like being open twenty four hours. It was in a good part of town, and you know, capitalize on that. So. And life came full circle because Brian was a morning show, and a lot of the people that listened to the radio station knew him from there. And it turned out a lot of those people are our customers in that town. So everyone, oh my gosh, Brian owns that laundromat. Yeah. So we still get people, they know us. And today I had somebody. Actually. That's what in our stores, we have our names, you know, welcome to our store, Brian, Brian and Melissa. Melissa. Actually, you're first. Melissa, Melissa and, Brian. and Brian. So people know us by name and we introduce ourselves to our customers and we want to know our customers. That was my secret sauce. You should have waited. Damn it. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, that's all right. We'll explore. I'm going to ask you more questions about it in the secret sauce sec- section. Right. How about that? All right. Uh, all right. Well, can we, uh, can we, Dig into that just a little. I know we have more laundromats to get to because you have more. Um, but real quick, I mean, I'm just curious. So he has this store that's underperforming. You guys come in and take it over. You know, you talked about aggressive marketing and opening at 24 hours. Can you tell us a little more details? Like what what did you do for marketing to get people in the doors? Well, my last morning show shift, I promoted the hell out of the stores because I knew I was leaving. Um, no, I, <laughs> I did actually. That's awesome. <laughs> Every other word, right? My logic for less. You know, social media marketing and, and um, a lot of social media, um, you know, just to create some excitement about it. You know, we, we do, uh, you know, Google ads for all of our stores. Um, but that's a whole different set of advertising to grow excitement around an addition, an existing store. You know, a lot of it was done through Facebook and honestly, a lot of it was word of mouth up there um, just because the area was underserved by a good store. So um, I think I felt right. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much nothing will be word of mouth. You know, I mean, people talk about, is there a silver bullet for success in, in any business, not just laundromats and there isn't. I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything, but your 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 best promotion, your best advertising are your customers. They really are, you know. And mm-hmm. and a store, and someone's having a good experience, you know. You ask them to give you a, a Google rating, you know, or hey, tell your friends. We do have signs in the store that say, "Give us a Google review." Five stars. Yeah, give us a five star. We don't give if an not, option. We don't want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Give the five stars highlight and say, give us a five-star review. If not, contact us at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send us your address and we'll send somebody over there to yeah, yeah. tune you up yeah. a little. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Uh, sopranos. I like that. Um, no. So, I mean, we, you know, and, and if we do get a bad review, we address it, you know, and, 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 and I think a lot, of, not to get off track, but a lot of those bad reviews, a lot of operators make the mistake of either not responding to them or being totally snotty in the response customers pick up on that kind of stuff, you know? And, and I think your realistic customer will 
look at your average, you know, look at your reviews. And if there's a one star and then a bunch of fives and you respond a certain way to the one star, they get it, you know? So that's, that's kind of how we run things. Yeah. I like that. And I, I always kind of encourage people, Hey, when you get a negative review, don't respond right away, like immediately, because that's an emotional response. Like take, take a beat, take a couple deep breaths, you yeah, know, you need to. take a walk and yeah. then collect your thoughts and say, Hey, is there any merit to this? And if there is, tell them how you're going to address it. And if there isn't, you know, just calmly explain your side of things. And you know, people, people read that people see that. We had a, a guy just last week, we had a, a hot water heater at one of the sinks, it, not for the machines, but one of the sinks in the store, a hand washing sink. We had to order new hot water heaters. So there wasn't hot water. He's been going there 17 years and he gave, he not, he didn't give us a five-star rating for 17 years. He gave us three stars because the hot water heater didn't work uh, one time <laughs> you know, wash sink at the hand wash outside sink. of the bathroom, you know? So it's like, <laughs> that's what you're up against. You know, and you know, it's, it's all in the way you respond, but it's just part of doing business. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's important to ask people and even have signage to remind people, Hey, it's important for us and for our business to get those five-star reviews. Cause when people have a great experience, a lot of times they don't, they don't think to go tell that, but when they have a bad experience, first thing thing. is I'm going to let everybody know about this. I'll show them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's important to ask for those good reviews and and remind people, you know, hey, we're working hard here for you guys to give you a good experience doing a chore that you probably don't like to do. Uh, hey, you know, reward us with with a five star review. That's it's pretty yeah. easy. So if like, not, prices are going to go up. That's right. <laughs> and we might send someone to your house to take care of you. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Uh, okay, so. You turned that second store around. Oh, out of curiosity, did, what did you, I mean, you mentioned it was between two casinos and you said the previous owner wasn't really taking advantage of that. What, what did you guys do to take advantage of that? We made the store 24 hour. He was, again, another owner that was closing at like six. And, the, you know, casino workers too, we see a lot of them leave work together and come do laundry together. And, you know, if they're in the service industry, they'll get out at 2 a.m., three, mm-hmm. go home, sleep, you know. And, and so we, we um, immediately thought that that would be a good idea. And, and, you know, a lot of people have 24-hour stores have no problems. Some people have 24-hour stores and there are a lot of problems. This store is in a good part of, of town. Uh, we felt comfortable with um, leaving 24 hours. And actually, the one thing that told me we should be 24 hours is the first day I went in to collect coins after we bought it. I went to lock myself in because we were new at this still and everything. And I broke the frigging key off in the lock and we have not taken the key. The, the little part is <laughs> still in the lock at the store. We haven't locked it in almost four years or three years. So, so we haven't closed since. So, so yeah, it's going to so, stay in there. Yeah. So you're not willingly 24 seven. You literally just can't lock up. I, I, I'm too cheap to, to have, <laughs> look at it. So damn it. We're going to be open 24 hours. That's right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay the money to do the lock either. Yeah. Jeez, man. That's, <laughs> no, that's a pretty funny story actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you get the second one, you start turning it around pretty quick, but you said a couple of weeks later, you closed on a third one. How did, what, how did that happen? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, while we were uh, talking to the owner about the second one, uh, uh, 
a, a broker approached us about buying a store about 45 minutes away from us. Um, and which is in Hartford, um, which is, uh, you know, capital of Connecticut. Um, we looked at it, went up there on a Saturday and looked at it. Um, following week, I think we met with the owner and he kind of took us through the back end and, you know, and everything. And, um, yeah, okay. You know, we like it, you know, rent was reasonable. It was, a um, it's a standalone building, but it's surrounded by, um, so densely populated there. It's surrounded by some restaurants and, you know, I mean, a lot of our customers are walkers. Um, like, all right. Yeah. I think, you know, we'll, we'll do this, you know, kind of negotiated a deal. So we closed on the Norwich store, uh, April 14th and we closed on the Harvard store, May 5th. I left my job on May 1st. So once we had the, the, <laughs> oh, I know. Trust me. Um, but once I, once I had the closing date of the, the other two stores, I put my notice in and, and the rest is history. We haven't looked back. I mean, we've just forth and, and the building and growing and yeah. So I, Brian, I feel like I need to just call you Dorothy from now on. Cause I feel like, you <laughs> like swept up in this whirlwind and taken to Oz because all of a sudden, like, you know, you're in radio, you get this laundromat couple months later, you get another one. Two weeks later, you get another one and you're done with your job and you're in this totally different world. Totally different. Totally different. Holy cow. Crazy. You know, they still do. They still still do. Like, I can't believe you left your job. You know, like that's correct. Like I would have been able to do that, you know, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that, you know, just because they wouldn't have thought that, you know, they would be able to, you know, take on so much so fast. But I don't know. I feel like everything happens for a reason. And those deals came to us. And we capitalized, seize the moment. moment. Because then after that, there was nothing for sale for like the next year. Yeah, we've been looking. Like we were looking for like a year and and there was nothing. So I felt like, all right, the writing's on the wall. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, tell us about that third store. What was it like? Was it a fixer upper? Was it, was it running? What, What was it like? It, it, was, it was. It needed to be cleaned really well. Needed some maintenance on machines. I mean, it was the equipment's older in that store, not hideously old. It's like it was twelve years old. When we bought it. Uh, had all Speed Queen, you know, machines. I mean, it was it was a nice store. It was successful. Um, you know, the owners just got out for for other reasons, and they just you know they were burnt on the business, and it was their only store. And you know, I don't know. It just it was. It, was, it had a very good reputation in, in, in the city and um, it was the highest rated laundromat on Google in Hartford. Um, you know, and there's a lot of competition up there. Um, and we just felt like, okay, you know, we can make this work. It's 45 minutes from the house. You know, I think it's fully staffed. Um, the landlord's very nice. Landlord's nice. It's a, his father had a, was a tailor out of that building in the fifties. And I mean, there's a lot of history there. Um and you know, hit it up. We hit it off with the landlord, and I don't. I don't know. It's just, it, it, again. It's like we we just all right. Yeah, we're like fine. laundromat savants. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Let's win. You know. Let Let's go for it. You know. We went up there. I think two or three times just to kind of see what kind of business it was doing. And then at that time, you know, after we bought the first and second store, we smartened up a little bit and said, "Hey, can we see some utility bills?" The first store, we were like, "All right, yeah, here, you know." Yeah. 
know, you know like whatever. happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and he, he's like, "This is the numbers it's doing." We're like, "All right, well, seems like an honest guy." Okay, you know. Um, so, like, so on this one, by the store, we're like, you know, we need to see some utility bills to make sure things are right. And and it, it was the same utility company as we have at our first store, so we we're able to kind of compare. It's not exact, but pretty close. You know, um, we knew it was making. We knew something. it was making money. <laughs> So if we knew it was making enough to cover the bills and, you know, that we would be able to get it, get it cranking. Um, got a great staff up there. and um, That's one thing in that location. It, it's been easy for us to find staff and good staff. Yeah, it's just a densely populated area and hardworking people in that community. Um, we have one employee that we uh, that is. Um, she doesn't speak English. She doesn't speak English. Um, it's, a, it's a very Hispanic. Um, population population up in that area of the city, um, and we love her. She's probably our favorite employee. Um, but we can't talk. We to can't her. talk to her. <laughs> we do their Google translation. You know, she's <laughs> seventy years old. She's seventy. It, I'll tell you what. We just found <laughs> seventy. She's unbelievable. We love her. She's like she's like our grandmother, not a grandmother, mother at this point, second mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but we have yet yet to understand each other's language, you know, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I almost like it better that way. Cause if she complains, I have no idea what she's saying. <laughs> right. You're like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, we actually, she, she's fantastic. Um, and, and most, most of the customers are bilingual. Um, so she, you know, which is great. I mean, I, I kind of like that she speaks Spanish anyways, because it's, you know, more relatable to our, our basic customers, which is good. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So you buy this third one. It's a little bit further away, right? You said like 45 minutes? 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. When was this, by the way? What year? It was uh, 18. Yeah. 18. 1895 or? 95. Yeah. 1895. Okay. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Our first store, we, clo- we closed the last day of 2017. And then the other two were in 2018. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you said you bought your third one. One and then dry spell for a little while, right? So you're just focusing on your stores? Driving around on the weekends with a coffee, looking for new stores, looking at competition. That's we, what we spend our weekends on. We like to go in other stores to see what they're doing and what their stores look like. So we can do what we need to do, what we need to change. You know, if what, I drive by a competitor, I see four cars in their parking lot. Or we want to know cars. why. <laughs> why are they there? Not, not at our place. You know, what, what do we need to do? So, I mean, we, eat, drink, sleep, this business, you know, it's kind of consumed us um, because we love it, you know, and, and uh, hopefully our passion shows for our customers, you know, and, and, and that they know that they're coming into a store that has owners that truly care about their customers, you know, and you have a problem with the machine. I'm going to read, I'm going to start on the machine for you, even if it's your fault. You know, if you put, you know, five cups of soap in a horizon, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to drown you with fabric software, <laughs> drown you, with, you know, I mean, but that's just get out the bucket of Downey. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, but that's just the, our mentality for how we operate our business and, um, and hope that, uh, you know, that word spreads and, you know, so far so good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good mentality to have. I mean, I've heard that sentiment expressed multiple times now on the podcast from people I would consider top-notch 
owners, right? And I think it it does come through to customers when you are more interested in providing a good service and taking care of them than you are of squeezing every dime out of them. That shows, right? And it means something. Um, when you're driving around or when you were driving around looking at competitors, was there anything in particular you were looking for or were you just looking to see how they set their stuff up or? We try to see, yeah, how stores are set up, how clean they keep them. Are they attended? Are they not attended? Are they partially attended? Um, what does their staff look like? Are they, you know, are people logoed wearing a uniform? Do they look like they're the attendant or are they just blending in looking grubby in the background? I mean, <laughs> or sitting there at the counter on their, their phone, phone. Yeah. You know, which is a pet peeve of ours. Mm -hmm. I do a full shakedown of, of everyone. I just want to see, you know, I want to see what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and we listen to your podcast too, while we're doing this. So you, I mean, <laughs> probably, the, I mean, seriously on a Saturday morning, you're in our car with us uh, <laughs> as we're going store to store to store. Okay. That you have gotten, if you don't get a Grammy this year or some, whatever the award is, for, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> right. To. Well, I mean, in all honesty, it's probably the key to your success. So, and Hey, I'm telling you, we talked about this before we went on is I've taken something away from every single podcast that you had. You know, and and when you had Luke Williford on, I actually reached out to him and said, man, I learned so much, you know, and I follow his stuff on social media. You know, mm -hmm. I, I learned so much. And that kind of his episode got me hooked on your podcast. You know, I, I yeah. think I on social media that you had this podcast going. And it happened to be the week he was on. And, and then I just listen every every week. So it's cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I. I think the, well, Luke's awesome for one. And I'll link for anybody who hasn't heard Luke's episode yet or don't know who Luke is. Uh, I mean, he owns what, like a thousand, five yeah. million. Something like that. Every week he's building out stores. Yeah. I know, he's got somewhere around the neighborhood of 40 laundromats 40? and yeah. just a yeah. solid, solid guy. Really good guy. Uh, but yeah. I'll link to his episode uh, in the show notes or if you're on YouTube down in the description, uh, you're definitely going to want to check that one out. Uh, but I mean, thank you for saying all that. Uh, and you know, it's because of people like you who are willing to come on and share your stories, share your lessons and your wisdom with each other to try to help make this industry better. And, uh, man, it's been, it's been awesome. I think a lot of people are getting a lot out of, out of it. So thanks for coming on. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, but we're not done yet. So this, <laughs> this is sounding a little bit too much like the end. So I want to hear, okay, so you bought this third one, then you're, you're kind of out looking for laundromats for sale, scoping out the competition, that kind of thing. Walk me through what happened from there. Cause I know you got five now, right? So. So we found a store that we were interested in, in a town, um, probably like what, half an hour, half an hour away. Um, the owner was kind of interested, not interested. And then he ultimately decided not to sell to us. And so I said, well, let's just go home the back way and see, you know, see what. Don't take the highway home. Yeah. She's like, let's take the yeah. back road. I said, let's just see, you know, what's out here and if there's any competition. So we're driving and lo and behold, there's a laundromat that's been closed down. And we're like, what's the story with that? So I was like, when we get home, Brian's like, I'm going to send the link, you know, send a letter and see if we can find out what's going on with this little closed down laundromat. It turned out that the owner had passed away 18 months prior. 
18 months prior and um, the son didn't want to run it. So it was just sitting empty. Um, it was a little zombie mat, really cute, you know, had potential. It's our smallest store by far. So we ended up buying it. Um, well, this is another like, quick deal. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your the forte. Landlord, the the well, landlord was super nice. He lives upstairs. He lives upstairs. And he's an elderly gentleman. And his sister and him both own the property. And there was two storefronts downstairs. The other side is a church. Um, and we just, what, like in a few days. Yeah, it was quick. We. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, that seems long on your timeline. I know. I'm like, it's been like a few days. days. What is going on? What are we waiting it's for? Slow. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, no, I looked up the land records in the town and found out who the owner of the property was and sent him a letter. He got the letter and then called me the next day. And I didn't realize he lived right upstairs. So he called me the next day. He's like, yeah, I'll write you the space. So, um, I said, okay, you know, uh, he had some, some bills. He got stuck with some bills after the other um, uh, tenant passed away. So I helped him a little bit with, with the bills. Um, and we put together a deal. I think we signed the lease like four days after, five days later, had some months of free rent. And then myself, uh, Melissa, and my oldest son went in and we completely renovated the store. Um, we did everything ourselves. did everything. Um, it was full of top loaders and it had four front loaders. Um, it's like 800 square feet. It's small, but it's a small community. It, it does, it does really well considering the size of the store. Um, we went in and renovated it, took all the top loaders out. I think we left two, um, and just charge a lot for them. And that's pretty much what we do with top loaders at this point. Um, but renovated the whole store and, and it took us like a couple of months, opened it up and, you know, and that was Door number four. So we, you know, it was it was cool. That one I think probably is near and dear to my heart because we actually stripped that store completely down to nothing and, and rebuilt it. So it was it was fun. We had a good time doing it. Um, it was time that we got to spend with our twenty four year old that we probably wouldn't get to spend. Wouldn't, wouldn't get, yeah, <laughs> we had a blast. We had so much fun. So um, you know, the landlord's great. Leaves us alone. You know, and and uh, we give him his check every month. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. happy at that point. Everyone's yeah. happy. Yeah. But that, I mean, that is super cool to be able to go in. I mean, you put your own blood, sweat, and tears into it. Got to spend time, yeah. you know, with your son yeah. and do a project together and uh, and and build your your portfolio, right? Build your yeah. I mean, we designed it, laid it out. You know, Melissa's good with that. I'm horrible with that kind of stuff. And you know, like when we bought our house, she's like, "Yeah, I want to take this wall down, do this, do that." You know, and. <laughs> thing in that store. I'm like, whatever, you know? So I said, I'll just buy the machines and you know, here we go. So that's what we ended up doing. And she kind of, it's a downfall of mine. I have no fear. I will it. just, I will try to do anything. She should be on HGTV. That's <laughs> right. She's like, Julia a, Gaines over here. yeah, we need a, we need a laundromat TV. Yeah. On and yeah. Come in. You need to go in and like make over laundromat. What's that like bar rescue? You need like a laundromat rescue show. Yeah. Dude, there you go. That would be edit this out so nobody steals that idea. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> 24 hours you go in. It's like restaurant impossible. Oh my gosh. You go through. But yeah. no, that's like we work well off each other. We haven't killed each other yet. So I mean, that's a positive. You know, I mean, a lot of husband wife, you know, teams don't do well together. You know, it's kind of like people that have partners that just aren't, aren't good in business. But I mean, we, my weaknesses are her strengths and her strengths are my weaknesses. So, I mean, it works out really well. So usually she has more strengths than I do. I'm going to 
<laughs> but yeah, so now we work well together. We have a good time. Yeah, you got to pull your weight, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Do you guys have any? Uh, do you guys have any advice for any other husband wife teams that are maybe thinking about getting into the industry, or maybe they have some? <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, if you get along, if you get along with someone, if you hate your spouse. Don't don't go yeah. into business. Go into business. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna quote you on that one. That one go on Instagram. Is that gonna be the, the title of this podcast? No, I mean, like I said, if if you feel comfortable, that I, I don't even know if you, if I should say if you feel comfortable, dive in because really, discomfort you, is where you're gonna find where success. Is where you're gonna find success. That's the line for the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think you know, just go for it. Have each other's backs, and you know, know what the roles are, and go for it. Uh, that's kind of what we did. That's like how that. Yeah. Yeah. And then marry a spouse that has more strengths than you. Right. Right. That's key. That's important. Yeah. Right. Or come up with the idea for a laundromat and then just have your husband do the rest. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> My wife did. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, okay. So you bought this, this little one, you guys, you know, you guys spruced it up yourselves. You did it yourselves. How'd you land number five? Wait, when was that number four? Number four was a year ago next week. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, next week. And you know, it's smaller than we wanted it to be, but it works, man. The it rent, works. the rent is so reasonable, it makes up for it. And yeah, it works, you know. And and one of the things that we do in our stores too, I mean, the, the wash cycles are pretty short there too. So you can turn people around. It's kind of like, you know, a restaurant likes to turn the table over. So mm-hmm. That's what I like to do is get people in and out as quick as possible. So I can turn those machines over, especially in a smaller store. You need to have that, you know, quick wash, quick wash going for you and quick dry as best you can. Yeah. So, yep. Cool. And then, so where did number five come in the picture? We were driving. Listening to a podcast. <laughs> Drinking a coffee. On a Saturday morning. Jordan Barry said, turn right. I think. <laughs> turn. In fact, if you're listening right now, turn right, pull into that laundromat part. Laundromat, man. Make an offer. We <laughs> we looked at stores in between and had deals that didn't work out. Not to make it sound like we just, yeah. you know, I mean, there was a store that we had looked at and we really wanted it. And it just wasn't in the cards. And I'm glad it wasn't because it ended up that it would not have been good for us. Um so I was glad that we lost out on that one. And we seem to be lucky that we lose out on the ones that afterwards, because we moved so quick afterwards, we realized, okay, well, that was for a reason, you know, someone's watching out for us. Sorry. I knocked on the table. So that, uh... Nobody's here. No. Um, so we, we kind of wanted to have our unattended stores be in a route. So when we go to them, it's kind of in a row. So we kind of had ideas of where we were going to look, like what our target area was. Um, and own that territory with our stores, you know, just take over. They're all about five miles apart from each other, you know. And So we, um, I found an area that I kind of liked. You found? Yeah. I found it. Whatever. <laughs> okay, we need to have a death match here. <laughs> found it. All right, she found it. So, Ryan sent a letter because he's good at that. 
Um, and we had met with an owner of a store and we walked through it and there was just no way. And looking at the competition in the area store, we found the store that we actually bought. And it was closed. It was closed. It was closed. The owner got hurt in a, in a pretty serious uh, accident. Mm. Um, and the store was closed. So I ended up writing a letter, writing a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, online, you know, you can kind of figure out who owns what, you know, if you spend enough time. So, but I actually sent the letter to the prior owner that sold it to the person that we bought it from, but he gave me her name. So I was able to figure it out that way. So it took a little longer than we wanted it to, but, um, this is also how he pursued me when we were dating. Letter? <laughs> letters letters no i stopped it you wrote a letter to your friend and your friend was like yeah, right. it's awkward but yeah right right i think you're talking about her yeah exactly so it must be one good writer geez man i don't know i just copy and paste um so yeah so we ended up getting in contact with that owner and she wanted to sell it was just a good time for her and and it was another store that had great scenery it had newer continental uh, high speed machines, continental dryers, you know, it was a good, good store. I mean, everything in there is, you know, relatively new and it was just, um, the machines are great. The physical appearance of the store and just the upkeep was, was awful. I mean, the machines were newer, but they had, you know, if one had a door problem, she'd put out of order. If it had a, one of them had an inverter that was bad, it'd be out of order. So, you know, we went in and, and fixed all the machines, got them going. Melissa, we have, uh, store colors now that we've kind of just all of our stores are branded, all the same. branded and themed the same. So we went in and did this, the branded colors and, um, you know, and I don't know, the rest is history. I mean, we just opened that store, reopened the store on, on November 1st. So it's fairly new, um, but so far so good. So we kind of just feel like we have it down now, this method of going in and rehabbing and marketing and, you know, and what we need to do, from when we open 30 days out, 60 days out, you know, and, and, and it seems to be working. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we are with store number five. Yeah, that's cool. And I think that that's one of the perks of this bit. Well, I think of business in general, like once you find a pattern that works, you can kind of repeat it over and over and find similar success. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's a big, a big key. And I think that's one of the strengths of, podcast like this where you know someone like you is sharing here's what we're doing to find success it's a repeatable pattern and if you can model after you know people who have what you want to have then you can get something similar to what they have and it's just gotten easier each time too i mean you just you know the more anything the more time to do it the easier it gets but it's just all right this model works you know we it's proven to work so we're going to do it in stores 3 4 and 5 you know, and then if things need to be tweaked a little bit along the way, we do that. But I mean, it's this store was definitely easiest to turn around. And, you know, yeah, the I, infrastructure was all good was and everything. All, yeah. It just needed cleaning, paint, flooring, ceiling tiles, lighting. <laughs> it had like two overhead lights that worked. And, you know, the store is like two thousand square feet. Right. Well, things like many, that. How many do you really need? I mean, yeah, we put an extra one in there, so it's three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean, it had like I said, it had good machinery. It just it it couldn't get showcased because the rest of it was just awful. So, you know, the hot water heater was unplugged. I mean, it was just, you know, just crazy. Well, it costs money to run those things. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't wait to get my gas bill. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, little things like that we've done. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, all this begs the question in my book is, you know, if it's, if you've got a pattern that's working and it seems to be getting easier each time, do you guys have any goals or aspirations going forward? Like do you have a number you're trying to get to? Do you have, I don't know, what, what do you got going forward in the future here? I wouldn't say it's so much a number of stores. Um, we kind of have a business model that we're liking. We're liking the unattended stores. So I think that we're trying to kind of shift towards that more so. But it's not unattended. You you don't hear from us. You can't contact us. It's not unattended that way. You know, it's unattended, but we're here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you have a problem, we'll take care of it. We've automated our store quite a bit. So we're able to instantly make 75% of issues make good on them right away. Um, so if someone needs a machine, you know, if a machine didn't spin out or, you know, it's not filling because the drain stuck open or whatever, you know, we can say, okay, you know, move your clothes over to the next machine and we'll start it remotely. So our, our oldest son's a tech, tech guru and built a program where we can go in through our phone and through Surrey and say, start washer 19 at XYZ location. And it will give all the credit and be, you know, have the customer be able to start the machine. So we're just trying to automate, you know, work smarter, not harder, you know, and, and make sure that customer experience is, is good. So, um, that's, that's kind of, you know, all the stores are automated to open and close on their own and, you know, they, they all kind of run themselves um, at that, those parts of the day. And then we're in there at least twice a day to, to the stores, not the Hartford one, but the ones that are close to the house, um, especially unattended ones multiple times a day. So, works for us. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. It sounds like an awesome, awesome business model. Um, do you have any, I mean, I just feel like I need to ask you guys this because you guys seem like you're pretty pro at it, but like, for say someone who is taking over a a zombie mat or maybe somebody who has a laundromat now that maybe they've kind of let go a little bit and maybe they need to you know step up their game a little bit do you have any advice for them on how to turn turn something like that around what do you sell to us <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, all right. That's it. Next question. There you go. Okay. No, well, you know, I think, I think a lot of people look past the inexpensive things they can do and just think it's a huge capital investment they need to make. And it's not like, I feel like little things like, I, I don't, I mean, being clean, obviously, and, and this, this industry has a very bad reputation. And, and it seems like even since we've started in this business three and a half years ago, it seems like it's actually improved in that short amount of time. And it's, I think it's thanks to podcasts like yours and just the, you know, YouTube channels and, you know, and and all that, but a coat of paint, you know, it's amazing what a coat of paint can do. I mean, the, the the Taffville store was this really crappy yellow looking, like just dingy, dingy looking color. And then we came in and she splashed our store colors in and it looked like a brand new store and it was a, a two day project. You know, I mean, I went out and got coffee all day with her for her and water and lunch and she was painting away. I came in and like, damn, that looks really good, huh? 
But no, just like little things. A lot of people don't think of the little things. I think lighting is a big lighting thing. Lighting is, too. oh, you're right. Lighting, lighting is LEDs. A, yeah, lighting yeah. is a big thing. People don't want to be in a dark, gross looking space. I think that having all your machinery working and having the store look clean, if you're an attended store, making sure that your attendants are greeting customers as they come in, telling the customer their name and if they need anything, you know, if you need anything, my name is whatever. I think, you know, doing that as an attendant makes customers feel like if they have a problem, they know the person's name, they can go and ask them. Um, like if I, if, you know, our unattended stores, I go in every morning early. Usually I start my day early. Um, and I know so many lot, so many things about so many customers' lives because they're in there for an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, about so many things, you know, and, and uh, I'm glad the election's over, but um, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we do talk about so many things and, you know, and it's not for me, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to pretend I like this person so they come back next week. It's not like that for me. It's a genuine like, I want to know, you know, like get how to know doing? you. How you doing? How your family is? I mean, I can't tell you how many customers that we know on a first first name basis and know their kids and what they do for work. And, you know, and we had a customer a few weeks ago. He drove in in a new car and I said, oh, you know, you got a new car I like your car. I mean, those little things that, you know, it's your spot. It makes it their spot. If they feel like it's their spot, they're going to keep coming. People are creatures of habit. I think that, you know, if they like you and also if something goes wrong and they like you and know who you are, then it makes it easier when something goes wrong. They're not horrible about it. They're understanding and, you know, stuff breaks. They understand. Because I can tell you that a laundromat that has maybe machines that are a little bit older, but have great customer service and owners that care and embedded in the community are going to do far better than a brand new laundromat with no identity, no owner, no, you know, like it's just, it's, it's, that's kind of what, you know, what we're doing. Um, and, uh, just caring about the communities that you serve. I mean, we're, it's funny. I almost feel guilty sometimes because customers say, thank you for this service. You know, it's, I mean, customers need you, you know, and, and, I almost feel like, wow, you know, it shouldn't be that way. I should be thanking you for coming into my business and spending your hard-earned money. But a lot of people look at it the other way. And, you know, and I think it's just um, showing customers that you appreciate them, you know, goes a long way. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I love that you, I love that you said that because it is, I mean, uh, you know, Elizabeth Brick and Wilson, a, a few episodes ago, uh, she said something, it just stuck with me and I've brought it up a couple of times since then. But one of the things she said is, you know, our laundromats are an extension of people's homes, right? And so when you treat people like they're at home, it means a lot, right? And they are going to thank you because so many people have had an experience with a laundromat that is not that, right? They're dark, right. they're dingy. You know, it's a speaking of casinos, it's a casino as to whether or not the machine's going to work, work. whether or not they're going to get a refund if it doesn't work. And, um, you know, so putting that personal touch on it, it's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. Our names are on every laundromat on the wall. You know, thank you for coming. And like she was talking about, I mean, you know, a $20 sign or, you know, it's just, it's, that's the difference. You know, a customer just today pointed to the sign and said, oh, you're Brian. And I said, yeah. You know, and she was new to the store and, and um, those little things just add so much. And we put our name on a lot of what we do, you know, and to give it a personal touch. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I feel like that is the secret sauce. So we don't need to go to that part of the program now. Well, we always 
People might not remember what you say, but they definitely will always remember how you make them feel. So if you make people feel good, then they remember that. That's huge. I mean, beautifully said, beautifully said, but I'm not going to let you off the hook because we do have a section called secret sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Listen up. It's the secret sauce. And secret sauce is just advice that you have for current owners, maybe something you're doing. I mean, you've already shared a lot. And so maybe you want to pick one of those. Um, And we kind of, you've teased a couple of things that you said you wanted to mention. So feel free to bring those up and we can go a little bit more into those. But advice, maybe something that's working for you that other owners can implement would work for them. You talked about earlier, you wrote this down, wash dry fold bag. Oh, with the wash, dry, and fold, I feel like something that's really important. And I've seen people advertise their business. I follow a lot of laundromats. Um, the folding and bagging of the laundry sometimes is not very stellar in the pictures that I see for advertising. I think it's really important. We do a lot of wash, dry, and fold in one of our stores. Um, and I think the reason why it does so well is because it is folded so neatly and bagged so neatly. And I just think that's really important. Yeah. Nobody's ever mentioned that before, but I see, <clears throat> I see how that is because not only I you know, just, I'm just thinking out loud right now about that. Cause I think it's a really great tip because not only does that affect how the clothes are going to wear, like, am I going to need to re iron these clothes because they were kind of wadded up essentially, or you just not folded well. Um, so not only does it do that, but also just talking about people are going to remember how you make them feel when you present somebody with clean clothes that are not folded well, it's not a good presentation. It's not the same feeling as if you're presenting them something that's folded nicely and neatly. It's uniform. It's folded the same way every time, no matter who's kind of doing the laundry and it's, you know, it's nicely in a bag. That's a different feeling that you're going to have a much more positive feeling. Well, it's like, a, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you order, say you order a pizza and it comes out one way one week and then you go back three weeks later and it's a different way. And then you go back, you know, I mean, it's got to be consistent. And our big thing, it's got to go from the bag to the dresser. You know, it can't go from the bag to the ironing board, to the dresser. You know, it's got to be that's that's got to be the I got to get my phone. It keeps ringing. <laughs> can I get my phone real quick? Just yeah. I'm sorry. We don't need you here. Melissa and I can just take okay, care all right. of this thing. Nice meeting you. Yeah, we've got it covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I do think that that is a big deal. And it's a huge struggle to get some people to understand what need is and how to fold the same. I find that's probably one of my most difficult things in training staff is getting them all to fold uniformly and bag neatly and it's kind of like a puzzle putting it in the bag, what bags, you know, how to fold the pants so that the shirts can fit next to it. And are you training all your staff? So I was in the beginning and then I trained my mother-in-law and she works for us and she trains our staff. Now I kind of and make sure that, you know, they're good once she's done with them, but she does a good job. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, what, what, uh, Okay. So you mentioned that you're doing basically an unattended store, right? But you have wash, dry, fold. How are you, how does that work? So the wash, dry and fold is at our two attended stores. Okay. And then the three unattended stores don't have wash, dry and fold. Okay. So you have both. You have, you have wash, dry, fold and uh, I mean, you have attended and unattended. Got it. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, All right. Well, awesome. 
secret sauce. Uh, you know what I just realized is that I totally skipped. I want to, I want to get down to business. Uh, let's get down to business over and out. And hear a little bit about your businesses. Um, I totally skipped that section, but I do want to hear about them because I think what you're doing is very, very cool and very, uh, just unique. And so I'd love to hear a little more details about how it's playing out for you guys. So we know you're in Connecticut, pretty much as far away from me as possible, which I take offense to. Um, You got in the business. You said the last day of 2017, you closed on your first one. Is that what you said? That was our first day of business. Yeah. Wow. That's that's crazy. Happy New Year, though. That's that's a good way to start the year. Uh, Can you tell... What does it cost in Connecticut to do laundry? What are VIN prices looking like? Uh, they start for like the little horizons. They'll start at two seventy five or three bucks um, for the horizons. Depends what location. I mean, the stores are are located in in, in different widely time. different areas, you know. So it depends kind of on the area and what the competition looks like, um, you know. So we'll go, uh, you know, say three bucks on a horizon, and we're usually like a dollar and a half over the poundage. So if it's a forty, it'd be you know five fifty and sixty seven fifty. You know, and then we have 80 pound machines that are 1025, right? 1025. So again, depending on not all the stores are priced the same. Um, there's a lot that goes into consideration. And we've been creeping our prices up because Connecticut's minimum wage is going to be going up to $15 an hour. So and we pay above minimum wage now, but it, it's been going up, it goes it's going up a dollar an hour every year until it gets to 15. So so we've been kind of as people get their raises, we've been kind of Increasing our prices pass through, basically. right? Right. Yeah. yeah, you got to prepare for that, and I think that's sure. actually that's a good little piece of advice because I think a lot of owners have gotten caught, you know, with minimum wages creeping up, but not keeping pace with their pricing. And, you have to. You have yeah. to. You have to. I mean, or else you'll be out of business, you know, or you're you'll be coming out of your pocket, and you know, it, it's it's you know. It's like utilities, the same thing. And we try to increase the prices. We try to be cognizant of when, you know, our customers will get increases in their pay or, you know, if minimum wage is going up, I think it's August 1st and, you know, we'll put an increase right around that time. And, and, um, you know, just try to keep up that way and, and don't get behind. Cause if you do, you're either going to be out of business or you're gonna have to raise your prices so far, so fast that your customers are just gonna, you know, they won't be happy. They won't be happy. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is tough yep. to do. Sure. Uh, okay. Can we talk just for a second about what kinds of like turns per day are you guys seeing in your stores? I'm sure it varies, but... Yeah, it varies by location and by machine. We have some really popular machines. Yeah, I mean, the bigger machines are the most popular. You know, we have some machines that are doing, you know, 12 to 14. Um, and we have some that are four. You know, I mean, the most popular machines in one of our stores, they just don't stop all day, you know, in our 24 hour store. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, they're moving all day. So they're, they're doing an average of 12 to 14 a day. What size are those ones? 60s. 60s, man, that is, that is moving. That's literally going pretty much all day. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could get them all, you know, or get an average of eight between all of them or seven. But, you know, I mean, I would say the, the rest dramatically drop off after that to like three, you know, the average for, you know, maybe five spins a day, depending on the day and the time of the month. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Those are solid. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Load up those 60s. I know you were mentioning beforehand that you can't really add any more 60s in that location, but man. No, I wish we could. No, but you know, our big thing is put the big machines by the door, you know, and and mm-hmm. that's what we do. You know, our 80s right by the door, our 60s are right by the door. You know, it's just the first machine, I don't know, first machine in wins, you know, and and that's kind of the way that we look at it. So, yeah. Yep. Smart. Yep. Uh, all right. We already kind of talked about you running both attended and unattended model. Are you guys doing coin, card, hybrid? We have everything. <laughs> they're, all, they're all hybrid. Yeah. They're all hybrid. The, the one attended store, our first store is an ESD store. Um, so that one's card only, but you can load your card with um, cash or cash. Credit, EBT. Yeah. And then all the other ones are hybrid. How do you, how do you like that hybrid model? Out of curiosity. Love it. Love it. Love it. We, uh, customers like it. I, I like it. I, it's just, you know, I, we're the only one in the area doing it. So it sets us apart. And if people don't have cash, they're more willing to charge stuff. And people don't keep track as much when they're swiping a card. They just mm-hmm. don't. And what 20 year old or 30 year old has cash? Yeah. I mean, it's just not everything's done through, you know, an Apple Pay or Google Pay, or whatever. You know, I mean, so. I'll pay the percentage, the fees. I'll pay them all day long. You know, if I'm going to be able to retain a customer, I'll pay the three percent or whatever it is. You know, um, that's I'm fine with that. You know, and and but still, it's funny. You know, I thought being hybrid, more percentage would be on the digital side. You know, with the with the with the app. Um, still, you know, I mean, cash is still king, king. You know, <laughs> and and. Um, we're starting to see, I don't know if it's pandemic related or not. I mean, we started to see more uh, of the, the app being used. Some of it's probably from marketing too, about contactless payment, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the swing that we put on it for since the pandemic started. So um, yeah. And customers love it. We use pay range um, as our, um, as our, uh, I don't know what you want to call our it. Digital payment system. Digital yeah. payment. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, which we found super easy and customers love it. So we have pay range in all the stores. Do you have a, do you have any sense of like the percentage of breakdown for cash versus card? Uh, varies by location. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. varies by location. You know, we have one location that's probably 30 to 40%. And then we have one that's probably 10%. So it's, it, it just depends on yeah. location. You know, our Hartford location is, is, it's not as popular. It's there as an option, um, but it's not as popular as some of our other locations. So, but I like having the options. You know, I just I, I'm not going to turn away money. I'm not going to say, oh no, we, we you know, no, we can't take that. Sorry, you know. And <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not one to say. You know, we don't have a lot of signs in our stores that say no. You know, we no this. We don't, <laughs> I don't think we have any no's. It's we all don't. yeses. You know, yes, you can do this. Yes. Wow. Yes. Our machines do take any kind of payment. <laughs> yes. You can put, you know, 60 pounds of clothes in that one machine. It's, it's, you know, it's all about, all about the yes. And, uh, you know, you walk into laundromats and it's like, you know, no, this, no, that, you know, no, we're not going to take your, your money that way. You have to give it to us this way, you know, and, I don't know why. Why create roadblocks when you can create? Uh, I don't know more money. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like that though, actually, and I like that. You know, I mean, we've talked a lot about sort of the physical atmosphere, and even like um, 
you know, just a little bit about, you know, having like friendly attendance and stuff like that in creating atmosphere. But I think even the fact that you say, Hey, we don't have signs on our store that say no, that is atmosphere creating, right? That is making it feel like home. Nobody's going to tell you, no, you can't do something in your, well, within reason. <laughs> what business do you walk into when you see a bunch of signs telling you what not to do? Yeah. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Stop doing it. Yeah. Prison? Maybe prison. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. So I but like how many, like, do you walk into a restaurant? Do you, you know, do, you, do they tell you all these things you can't do? Let's tell you, let's tell you what we have to offer. Let's tell you, you know, all the good things about our business. Not that you can't sit on our folding tables, get your kids out of our carts. We don't have a bathroom, you know, like don't, I don't know. Let's face it. The people that you don't want doing stuff, whether you have a sign or not, they're still going to make a difference. Still gonna do it. So not there's no point in putting the signs up anyways. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And you're not telling them anything they don't know already. No. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. I just, I, I don't want to let this slide because you kind of glossed over it, but I, I do want to point out that I did hear you say that you haven't been to prison yet. Yes. So yeah. he's planning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, it's kind of like with my, with my daughter's boyfriends. I'm like, I tell them, don't make me go back to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep him on his toes. Got to keep, exactly. his toes. keep that upper hand. I like that. There's the real pro tip. Uh, That's a pro tip right there. Anybody with a daughter, which I have a daughter, then it terrifies me. So yeah, I just wait. It should. Uh, write, write the, uh, write the book for me, learn the lessons and all. There you go. Uh, good. Speaking of pro tips, we got a section called pro tips. Pro tips. And pro tips is what advice do you have for anybody who's looking maybe to buy their first laundromat? Oh, network network yeah go on the forums you know and and you know some of the facebook groups people you know there's some questions out there sometimes that a lot of the people think are ridiculous or whatever don't be afraid to ask a question you know go on the forums go to your laundromat resource page and you know and and you'll you'll quickly find out who the heavy hitters are in this business and gravitate towards them watch youtube you know um do your homework, but then jump in when you're, when you're, you know, jump in, don't, don't second guess yourself. Don't doubt yourself out of being successful. Um, you know, there's a certain amount of risk with everything and, you know, and, and we knew that going into this and, you know, but we control our success, you know, and, and um, we felt comfortable knowing that, okay, you know, we can do this together. We'll either succeed together or we'll fail together. <laughs> The alternative was living with my mother again. I don't so guess what? <laughs> 28 hours. Like you're going each. back to prison. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's going back to prison. So guess what? I'm going to work my ass off to make sure these stores are working. No, I mean, you know, just do the, do the research. You know, a lot of people out there pushing new machines, new machines, new machines, and new this and new that, and get into a lot of debt. I'm not along those lines, especially in the beginning, you know, like we just made a big investment in one of our stores and equipment. We're three years in. It's our biggest purchase we've made yet. But I felt like if we didn't make certain decisions early on to maybe hit pause on some of those things that you're tempted to do and to work with what you got, we wouldn't be able to make that purchase today. So don't necessarily think you have to have brand new equipment. It's a great thing. Yes. I think, you know, it's tax benefits. Yes. There's utility savings. Yes. But when you're new in this business, keep the training wheels on. And if you have older equipment, shine it up. 
you know, do what you can do to make it work. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of, that's my advice for somebody new. Don't, don't worry about, and every situation is different, but don't worry about having brand new stuff unless you can afford it. Well, damn, let's go in business together, you know, open stores. But, you know, if you just getting in like we did, take your time, leave the training wheels on, have killer customer service, have a nice clean store. And make work, sure everything's running. Make sure everything's running and work, work with what you got, you know? And we did that with our first store and, you know, and, and, um, and it's, it worked, you know, we didn't have a big note to pay every month on new equipment, you know? And I think, like I said earlier, I think a, you know, a store with brand new equipment and, and that's dirty and has horrible customer service, isn't going to be a store that has great customer service, a little bit older of equipment. I mean, I don't know. Customers don't walk in. And know how old a piece of equipment you know, is. Oh, that's 15, not eight years old. You know, yeah, they don't, don't, you know, and, and you might get a few that do, but generally, no, they're going to remember you saying, hi, Mr. Jones, how are you? You know, how's your wife feeling, you know, this week? And, and you know, and I, to me, especially for new owners, that's, that's key. That's what we did. And it worked. I think there is a little bit of truth to after that first year, it's all old equipment, right? To the customers because they right they don't right. they don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. an extent, depending on yeah. how old exactly we're talking. Yeah, about. I mean, I mean, none of our store. Right, I mean, none of it's our not stores. Burnt orange or avocado. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think our oldest machine is like fifteen. You know, seventeen. You know, it's. I mean, they're getting older. You know, we bought them, they were 14 years old, but it's, you know, it worked for us. You know, it's not the, it, it, I just, sometimes I see that being pushed and I'm thinking to new owners, it's okay to work on some, you know, work off some older equipment in the beginning. Yeah. I like the advice of focusing on learning the business basics, all these things that you've been talking about this whole episode, learn the business basics. Once you have those in place, the, yeah, the new equipment is is only going to accelerate your growth, right? Because right. once you right. have the clean store, once you have the good customer service, once you have all the systems in place, and then you add new equipment to that, that's just making it even better. Yeah, that's just taking right. to the next level. So well, that's, like, that's the thing too. Like we've worked hard to market these businesses and you know keep them going and and get new customers in and then you know in, in in a couple of months when they when the order comes in you know we're going to have you know all new dryers with you know the quantum touch controls and you know and then our base of customers that like us are going to like us even more now and they're going to tell people wow my laundromat that I've been going to you know got these new dryers they're reversing you know my stuff doesn't wrinkle and you know so i mean that's you know a, a good tip is you know not to do it all at once, <laughs> you know, in the situation that way, hey, everybody, worked. every situation is different, different, but it worked for, for us. So, yeah. Well, and we didn't really even touch on this. Maybe we can touch on this for just a, a couple of minutes here, but you guys are building for the first time, right? We are looking into building. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Um, every one of our stores has event rehabs of existing stores and um, we're going to be built, hopefully building, soon we're just we're wait. looking for a location we're still we got a couple towns we're kind of undecided so but what yeah. made you guys want to build we're not crazy <laughs> yeah okay um, yeah, yeah that's about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so. we try it we want to try everything <laughs> you know i think we're at the point now where we've we've um 
we're ready to take on a project like that. We feel more comfortable taking on a project like that. And honestly, just seeing some of the new designs and the way some of these new stores look, I mean, they're, they're just, it's next level. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like we're at a, a certain point and I feel like we've elevated the laundromat business model in this area. Um, but I, I'm, I want to just, I want to get to the next spot, you know, and, and some of these new builds that you see are just gorgeous, you know, and um, that's kind of where we want to be. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's really not a whole lot more for you guys to do if you're basically buying laundromats in one day now. I mean, you can't really go <laughs> right. faster. Oh, so I know. I waited you. longer for McDonald's food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to hear about the progress on that on that build. If you guys find a good spot for it, I want to keep tabs on you guys and see, you know, how that build's going. Maybe we can get an update from you. Sure. Sure. Uh, All right. We got a section called recommended resources. Uh, You got any resources you'd recommend to people to help them either grow their business or themselves personally? What do you think? You're always on the... Yeah. uh, You know, obviously your, your website and forum um the facebook you know laundromat owners um laundromat for success i don't know there's a few laundromat facebook pages out there mm-hmm. um where else uh look at the coin laundry magazine coin laundry planet laundry you know if i fix all the machines so i watch you know there's youtube channels uh, following keenan is one um uh there's a bunch of different you know laundromat youtube driven type um, of channels to watch. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it's kind of what we're all around coin laundry. We're members of coin laundry. I want to keep that going. I know they make you pay for the forum now, but you know, it's, uh, Hey, if they're going to advocate for us, I'm going to, I'm going to pay, you know, and, and uh, I'll help as much as I, you know, as much as we can to be members too. So uh, yeah, I mean, just we're kind of everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What's on TV tonight? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Laundromat Millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Laundromat Millionaire. Oh, <laughs> man. That's great. Yeah. Awesome resources. I think, you know, I think that's, yeah, um, good. I, I like that you're on just like a, a bunch of different mediums. You're just, you know, you're, you're learning wherever you can learn. Right. And I think that's Never a big, stop big key for those, those resources. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. So awesome. I mean, your guys' story is a whirlwind of awesomeness, really. I mean, you guys are doing some really, really cool stuff and it sounds like you have more on the horizon and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, last question I have for you is if, if people are interested in what you're doing, how can they get, how can they get in touch with you? The best way is, um, you know, go to our website, Sorry, I have an 80 pound lab trying to sit on my lap. Um, <laughs> MyLaundryForLess.com is the uh, our email. Is the site? Yeah, it's our website for the stores, and it has all of our contact info right at the bottom. Say buy or my my MyLaundryForLess.com. Yep. Cool. Awesome website name. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a ton, ton of fun. And we will definitely have to have you back on later on down the line when we get an update to see if you can beat your one-day record of <laughs> <in> the laundromat. <laughs> 
thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's fun. Yeah. No, my pleasure. And man, thanks again so much for not just coming on the podcast, but also just listening to the podcast. Let me cruise around with you guys while you're looking for this Saturday, man. You're on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right. That show was awesome. Brian and Melissa are just super, super cool people. I had a blast getting to know them and hearing their story, learning a ton from them. As every week, I really, really encourage you to pick at least one thing out of this episode, put it into action. Hopefully you've been doing that all of these episodes. If you have, then I bet you've seen a lot of growth. Um, And if you haven't, start today. Pick something out of this episode, put it into action this week, wherever you're at on your laundromat journey, there's something you can put into action. For me personally, I loved just, I I think it's so inspiring for me that Brian and Melissa are doing what they're doing by focusing on the fundamentals. Have a good clean store. Make sure your equipment is working. Make sure your attendant is friendly. Make sure you're paying attention to the little details. Make sure you're advertising your business. All these basic, basic things. They're just laser focused on them and it's allowing them to scale incredibly fast, incredibly fast. So super cool. I love that. Back to basics for me, whatever it is for you. Hey, let me know what it is. Jordan at laundromatresource.com. I'd love to hear what your one thing is that you're focusing on this week. That'd be so cool. Or go drop it on the forums, laundromatresource.com slash forums over there and let people know what's the one thing that you are putting into action this week. That'd be super cool. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this. I know you did. And hopefully you grabbed some good information that's going to help you on your laundromat journey. Go get financial freedom through laundromat ownership. And we will see you again next week for another awesome episode of the Laundromat Resource Podcast. Peace.